Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Hicks. The world is like a ride at an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. And the ride goes up and down and round and round. It has thrills and chills, and it's very brightly colored, and it's very loud. And it's fun for a while. Some people have been on the ride for a long time, and they begin to question, is this real, or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered, and they come back to us, and they say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. And we kill those people. <laughs> Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill those good guys who try and tell us that. You ever notice that? And let the demons run amok? But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. Here's what we can do to change the world right now to a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it feeding, clothing, and educating the poor of the world, which it would many times over, not one human being excluded, and we can explore space together, both inner and outer, forever in peace. Thank you very much. You've been great. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, and welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Don't be concerned. It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of. Cross my dreams. With nets of wonder, I chase the bright, elusive butterfly of enlightenment. You might wake up some morning To the sound of something moving past your window in the wind Don't be concerned, it will not harm you It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of Across my dreams with nets of wonder, I chase the bright elusive butterfly of love. Through the belief in concepts and the belief in being a separate entity, we chase other concepts and believe that if we get the right concepts in the right order, everything will fall into place. But it doesn't work. It never works. Concepts lead to more and more concepts. The spiritual seeker usually finds somebody who feeds them with more and more concepts to enhance the spiritual self-image. Eventually, frustration comes to the surface. You can say that you're leading me on But it's just
It's probably one of the easiest things in the world to keep a seeker on the path. All you need to do is feed them with new concepts and a promise of a future time when deliverance will come miraculously. Methods and practices are promoted. It's also very easy to point directly at the immediacy of pure cognition, knowing. It would appear that people like to play games, mind games. What are the games people play now? Every night and every day now. Never meaning what to say now. Never saying what they mean. While they while away the hours in their ivory towers. Till they covered up with flowers in the back of a black limousine. Now wait a minute. Look around, tell me what you see. What's it happening to you and me? God grant me the serenity. Just remember who I am Cause you're giving up your sanity For your pride and your vanity Turn your back on humanity Oh, and you don't give up Don't be concerned It will not harm you It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of Across my dreams With nets of wonder I chase the bright, elusive butterfly of enlightenment. You've given up your sanity for your pride and your vanity. Turned your back on humanity and you don't give a damn. Age of limitations is made of concepts. The chains of bondage are made of words. Belief is not the actual. It's interesting how in the West many of our songs reflect something about this elusive search. But let's take a break from the music and listen to Randall Friend. Hello again. So we are trying to evaluate what's being pointed out in Advaita, whatever spiritual path we're on. And Advaita really is irrelevant. Could just as easily be evaluating Zen riddles or Dzogchen Buddhism, Sufism. Really is irrelevant. They're all saying the same thing. They're all pointing to the same simplicity. All these words pointing to that which is always and ever wordless. That which cannot be contained by a word. So we're evaluating them. Yet we're always evaluating them through a filter we have a preset filter. We have a concrete 
set of beliefs, assumptions, concepts, and everything that we know, everything that we think, everything that we try to figure out is always analyzed through that filter. It's like a platform. We have had to climb up a conceptual platform to get to a point. And then from there, we evaluate everything from that platform. We're standing on a stack of preconceived notions and using those as the basis for our analysis of non-duality. Does that make any sense? And it's obvious when we say something like awareness. How am I awareness? Can you see the conceptual platform that is necessary for that question to even arise? How am I awareness? So there's an assumption of what awareness is already. And we're trying to forcibly fit identity into something that seems to be generated by the brain. And this is an exercise in futility. We only assume that awareness is generated in the brain. We assume that awareness is a temporary aspect of the brain. That the brain had to be there and then awareness came from the brain. We assume that there's someone there. And that someone then is trying to be the awareness which is a function of that someone doesn't make any sense so we have to question the very platform that we're standing on to make these assumptions to analyze these pointers from on top of this tall stacked concepts one on top of the other so we have to take one at a time off take the concept off we don't care about awareness as a word we're pointing to something which has been conceptualized as awareness. It's not awareness. Awareness means nothing. We don't care about awareness. But awareness is one of the closest words. Space. Consciousness. Knowing. Seeing. Experiencing. Whatever it is, those words are pointing to it. So don't get stuck on the words. Look at, in direct experience, what's being pointed to. And just evaluate what's really going on. Because non-duality is not about some mystical future state that's going to come. That's the typical enlightenment myth. It's not about that. It's not about some future state that's going to arrive for me and then I will be a better person, I will be more spiritual, more peaceful, more whatever that concept might be. It's not, that's totally missing the point. We'll forever miss the point as long as we don't recognize that that is more of the same mental grasping. What non-duality points to is simple reality. Simple, unvarnished reality. Non-conceptual reality. So, if it's reality, 
it must be here now it can't be imagination it can't be just a memory it has to be here and now so we really try to see what that means what's here and now but we think it must be hidden it must be something that I have to uncover so I'll meditate and, or I'll, I'll do self-inquiry or I'll, I'll, I'll do something to try to uncover what it is that I'm missing but that's still a future attainment in the future I will see what I'm not seeing now that's still missing it that's still not it it's not something that's hidden whatever it is it must be present here and now and not hidden it must be obvious reality must be obvious is obvious well we pull out the concepts well it's obvious that I am looking at a world it's obvious that I am here looking at a world seeing things feeling things trying to figure all this out but that's not what's obvious that's concepts how is that concepts we start looking at what is it that we really know out of that what is it well I am stop right there are you really doing any of this this I am gets added on quite habitually unconsciously it just gets added on through habit and through learned behavior what's really going on well I am seeing no no 
is that really what's going on? So the outside world is an appearance seemingly separate from an inside world and the outside world is coming to us through senses apparently and the most predominant sense is the sense of vision so we're seeing everything I am seeing everything but what's really happening appearances are appearing in awareness isn't that the most basic equation whatever the appearance is doesn't make any difference it's irrelevant appearance to awareness that's the most basic equation that's really what we know for sure that's going on I can say there's a wall there's a chair there's a sky but I have to conceptualize every bit of that I have to use labels and I have to assume their separateness in order to say any of that so let's look at look at what it is its appearance whatever that appearance might be appearing to awareness awareness in which appearance comes and goes that's an obvious statement so the outside world is perception appearing to awareness the inside world is sensation a sensation may be a form of touch it's a sensation we feel the foot we feel the hand we feel the tongue we can feel the eyes moving we can feel an itch you can feel hunger you can feel breathing sensations are appearing to awareness so what we call the outside world is appearance what we call the inside world is sensation but if we peel that back just a little bit isn't perception really somewhat like sensation isn't it sort of like sensation can't we say that every bit of it is sensation it's not too big of a stretch so sensation is appearing to awareness now where am I in all of this well as the body mind I am an individual in the outside world I'm surrounded by the world but is that really our experience is that really direct experience remember reality cannot be hidden it must be obvious but we may have a conceptual veil 
we may be taking what is obvious and taking it as something that is not taking it as separate so sensation appears to awareness that's the most basic equation and what I am is in identification the body-mind that's what we've been taught that's what's reinforced but we notice that the body appears in sensation and perception we can see the body we can feel the body thoughts appear to awareness we sense thoughts we know thoughts so the body-mind or what we've called the body what we've called thoughts these sensations are also appearing in awareness that means the body and thoughts are objects objects appear to you to awareness that is very very profound don't overlook this the body the sensations we've called body the sensations we've called thoughts that which we have identified with as me where we have placed this I amness is on objects appearing to awareness awareness is not appearing as an object awareness is invisible awareness is pure subjectivity an open space of subjectivity an opening and we've always known this subjectivity that's what we're actually pointing to when we say I You can listen to the rest of this talk by Randall Friend by following the link on the program page on the Urban Guru Cafe website.
You've been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.